Today is a serious day. Today is a day of transparency of redemption. Today is the line in the sand. Because when the Lord lays truth before you, you are accountable to that truth. I say this with great earnest to listen very carefully today. Because a lot will be revealed. There will be a lot of information to even try and assimilate. Don't try to assimilate the details. Assimilate the broad strokes of what the Lord is trying to lay before you. The details will be understood in time. Let's pray. Father, we worship you, we praise you. Lord, today has been a long time coming. For what you have had at work coming to the culmination of this very morning has been over the better part of this past year. In secret, in hiding, laying a trap for your enemy. Father, I pray that you fill me with your words. Give me strength, Father, as most of what I'll be doing today is simply reading. But God, I need your strength because right now I can barely stand. I feel the weight of your presence. I feel the weight of your voice. Give those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. Give them understanding. Father, we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, as I said in the prayer, I'm going to be reading most of what I do today. The Lord has put this together over the last few days. And really the last few weeks. 
And there are going to be some things that are mentioned that may not make sense right now, depending on what you understand. Things like the courts, things like the court team, things like witchcraft, things like Nephilim. These things that will be mentioned are simply a a detail or a piece that is not fully required in the understanding of what God has done and is doing. I invite you to write down questions that you may have. I don't believe we will go through them today because just this presentation is long. But there will be opportunity to go through it because the Lord will answer every single one of your questions. It is his desire to. When I was with the Lord and asking him about putting this together, as I said, it is long, it is detailed, it is a culmination of things over the last year, but really since September of last year. These are all excerpts taken from court sessions and what we call the ready room. The ready room is an intimate place before the Lord where we speak with him and he speaks with us. Those are the only two places that I have pulled this information. And I want you to understand as I go through this, this is what the Lord has put together. Last night when we were before him, I asked him that very question. I said, the information that Bryn helped me with and I have put together these different transcripts, you know what has been highlighted and even not fully put together yet. But do I have the information that you want presented tomorrow? Have I done too much or not enough? Can you give me some direction on that? The father said, no, it is exactly what I want. I said, certainly you have goals in this. What are our goals to be in this process tomorrow? The father then said, it is a stand in the spirit. It is to make known what is hidden or what was hidden. They have a choice to believe, each one, and it is theirs. I said, when you say they, are you meaning the congregation at Ignition, or are you meaning Beth, Corey, Riley, and Nathan? And the father came back and said, all of them. I'm going to begin by reading two emails that I received in the last couple of days. 
I want to say it was Wednesday or Thursday. I don't recall, to be honest, but uh, I believe I received them in the same day, or they might have been a, a day apart at most. The first one is from Corey. The second one is from Peter. For those of you who do not know who these people are, especially Corey, Corey and Beth were our leadership in Nigeria. They have been a part of Ignition for many, many years. And Peter was Ignition's youth pastor until he was asked to step down, I don't even know, six weeks ago, a month ago. I'm not real good on time. Just ask Brent. I'm going to begin by reading these, and then I'm going to go into the evidence. Yes, thank you, Alexis. And and by the way, anything else I forget, please let me know. Yes, they were all invited to meet with us yesterday as a team, and they were invited here today as well. This is from Corey. Dear Greg, I've been made aware that unilateral changes have been made to the church leadership structure from the biblical church model. This decision was made without discussion or consensus from the elder board or membership of the church body. I find this to be extremely disturbing. Over the past few weeks in our time with God, he has revealed many things to both Beth and myself. The Lord has challenged us to look closely at our involvement in some things that were not honoring to him and completely outside the parameters he has laid out in scripture, as well as our failure to call attention to what we have always known to be false. The false prophecy, the channeling of angels and demons, etc., We cannot ignore or justify it away any longer. Beth and I have repented for all of this and now are faced with the knowledge that we are no longer aligned with ignition theologically. In light of these issues, I wish to separate myself and my wife from the covering of ignition, ignition 633 ministries and all affiliations. We will continually be praying for you all and can only hope that we are parting in love. Forgive me, I'm just shaking so bad this morning. Then the letter from Peter. Dear church leadership, after much prayer and consideration, we have decided that it is time for our family to move on. In seeking the voice of God and what he has for us, we have come to realize that there are some theological differences that are too large to ignore. We have become aware that the elders have no longer been meeting and a unanimous vote is no longer needed in large decisions in the church. We do not feel comfortable attending a church where there is little to no accountability. We also feel as though there has been a lack of transparency among the church with decisions and actions made. We love you all very much and have treasured our time. Love you all very much and have, I'm sorry, and have treasured our time at Ignition. 
At this moment, it is time that our family move forward and on to the next thing that the Lord has for us. Transparency is exactly what the Lord wants. Transparency is what he has had and will have. What is going to be laid out before you is a plan that you will see from beginning to end that the Lord put together, that the Lord did. Please understand the whole of what is presented to you. Prior to the first case that I will discuss, there were many cases brought to the court of nations in regards to this nation and others. There were four specific cases prior to this case that I'm about to speak of, where Satan was brought to the court as the defendant. They were on March 27th of 2020. Satan was first put on notice. April 10th of 2020, Satan's influence over the United States was brought to trial. May of May 22nd of 2020, a case where Satan was the defendant, and this was over the coronavirus. And then August 21st of 2020, this was a large case, which was Satan's infringement against free will. Those cases were all brought before the court. Please understand, everything that goes before the court of nations is not brought by the court team. It is brought and directed by the Lord. We don't choose what we go to court with. The Lord does. I want, as I go through this, I want you to recognize dates as I lay out evidence. Because the timeline is important here. September 4th of 2020, this was last year. Court of Nations... Satan's contempt charges. Now, please understand one other thing as I get into this. I'm going to try to just read and and not stop to explain very much. But please understand that court cases, I am taking out of these a lot of the procedural things. It is a very formal place. And are you leaving, Nathan? No, I'm sorry. Okay. Because I, I, I was just going to say it would be very wise for you to stay. In this, I am not going to go through the procedural parts. I'm not going to go through, in some of these, even the evidence that's presented. The most important pieces that I put in here are pieces that the Father says and what is brought against Satan and what he is doing. You'll see that play out. So I, I, I did want to explain that because it might seem like there's some gaps for, for, uh, for a court case. September 4th, 2020. Court of Nations, Satan's contempt charges. And remember, this follows those four that I just talked about that had been previous in the year, where we won verdicts over Satan in each of those places, or each of those things. I said, Father, we come in unity to bring a grievance towards Satan because he has ignored everything that has been said in this courtroom. 
Seven spirits plus Abaddon plus Satan himself being banned from this country. We've been through all these court cases, and yet he uses his influence to not just come against those who trust him and who want him. He uses his influence to come against the U.S., to come against us physically, to come against our times of worship, such as Tuesday night, to come against me and the promises that you have made to me. Every time we turn around, Father, there are curses and witchcraft being directed at this team and members of this team. So much so that it has caused a non-completely, caused a non-complete understanding and fervency of what you are saying. Father, I don't know how different the last few weeks would have been if Satan would have adhered to what declaration to what was declared in this courtroom. Remember the dates, September. Remember what was going on in this nation at the time and and recognize that as we go through these. I'll begin that again. Father, I don't know how different the last few weeks would have been if Satan would have adhered to what was declared in this courtroom. But what I have felt is that you have said we have a voice and that we are to use it. Father, because this is the only place, you are the only one that we know of, that we can run to, that we can cling to, that we can ask to hold accountable the very things that are decided in this court. So we come to you. I don't know the procedure, Father. Forgive me in this courtroom if I am doing this incorrectly, because I don't know that this is necessarily a court case. The cases have been already heard. Guilty has already been declared. Your gavel has already been struck. We are here for its enforcement, the enforcement of what you have said. This is unfamiliar territory for me, although one we are eager to learn if it is the direction of your will. Then the father said to Satan, I will provide you with one opportunity to give this court permissible reason as to why you have avoided the obedience of the verdicts of this court. Then Satan responded, I have not transgressed my verdict. It is not my fault that my influence remains. As it was demanded of me, I have not stepped foot in the land. What proof do you have of this grievance? The father brought his gavel down sharply. Then Satan said, how does it feel to know those in power open a door that you close? I said, Father, may I speak? And he said, yes. Father, forgive me if I have misunderstood any verdict, but my understanding of the verdicts were not just about a placement of his feet, but about his influence. And yes, he can run any part of his organization from somewhere else, just like anyone can. So it's not just about putting his feet on this soil when he is servants that will do anything he asks. It is the organization. It is the influence. When a victory is won and something is taken out, it must be filled with what won. Satan lost because of his own pride, because of his own sin. Your verdict was guilty against him, against his generals, against the influence that each each on had on this country specifically. Not just that they go to the abyss, but that the influence they had was found guilty. 
Just because Satan can no longer put his feet on the ground doesn't mean that he cannot drive his influence. And that is exactly what he has done. Father, he has come against the very sight and the very hearing specifically of this group, specifically Shannon. I submit that as evidence, you have told me there, you have told me that numerous times. As well as others in this group, he has stolen. And Father, for him to sit there and say that he has no part in it, no part in coming against this team, no part in coming against ignition, is a flat out lie. I submit the evidence of Josh's blood and the other six vials of blood. It wasn't on anybody else's desk, but his own. Father, he is manipulated, he is pushed. He is used to come against this team time and time again, to come against the very promises that you have given us. I submit that it is time for the head to be cut off, for his influence and the influence of his followers that we see rioting in the streets to be cut off. Not wounded, not slapped, not restrained, but cut off. Father, your will and this team has won in court. We have won the right of this nation to worship you. It has been won simply because it is your will. Nothing to do with us, but your will, your verdict. And yet look at what this nation has become. Much or must it be dragged through hell because of the lies of one who will not submit what has been said in your courtroom? Father, I ask that no longer has a choice to, that he no longer has a choice to be obedient to it. I ask that the head be cut off. That his power be muted. Him and everyone all the way down to the smallest piece of his army here in the United States. Abraham asked you to save Sodom. You said if there were 50, you'd save it. What about 40? 30, 10. Father, I submit 12 to you right here and thousands upon thousands more in this country that are sold out for you and love you. Will you save this country for your remnant? Will you cut off the head of this snake for your remnant? Will you break the witchcraft that silences our ears and our eyes to fully know your direction? Will you cut it off? I plead with you, Father. I plead with you, Lord. I submit this in Jesus' name. The Father then said, I will. Then Shannon in the court heard much shouting from those who are witnessing in the balconies. They are shouting the same words over and over again. Salvation for righteousness. Or, I'm sorry, salvation for the righteous. Then the Father spoke to Satan. Concerning your disobedience, I will rule against you. The evidence is overwhelming. It is an open and shut case. There are no permissible reasons for your lack of submission to my holy verdicts. Gather your estate. Get your affairs in order. I am transforming it all to the righteous. Defy my court again and face the wrath I have reserved for you. Cup after cup, 
you will drink every drop. Then a couple of months later, November 13th of last year, 2020, this is Court of Nations again, bringing Satan to the court in his overstep. Father, tonight it is our desire, as I believe it is yours, to bring to the court knowledge of a legal case against Satan. He is overstepped in what he has taken from America. Now, remember, this is just days after the election and what happened. What he has taken from America, what he has taken from Ignition, what he has taken from this team, you have stated at least twice that I remember that he is overstepped and stolen. And Father, I felt such an urging in my spirit earlier today that you want us to come and be proactive against that. So Father, that is why we are here tonight. We submit to you and your will. We desire only your will and your methods. That is why we are here. I submit this in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. The Father then spoke and said the court will accept it. Speak your grievances and make your case. Father, since a year ago, we began a process that was your will. We began a process in this court, freeing this nation of spirits that had overall influence over this nation. Each one was found guilty. Abaddon was found guilty, and he is in a hole, to my knowledge. His seven generals were all found guilty. Four of them were cast to the abyss. Three of them have remained, but were supposed to be dormant. The spirit of Jezebel was our first court case last November 7th. The religious spirit was our second court case the 14th of November, one year ago. The third, the spirit of infirmity, which, is held, which was held last year on November 21st. Those three spirits were found guilty and commanded not to have any influence. Since then, Satan himself has been tried in this court over this nation. He was found guilty for his influence in this nation. He was commanded not to set foot in this nation again, not to even have influence in this nation again. Father, I submit that all four of these spirits, the three that were general, Satan himself and perhaps Abaddon, I don't know about Abaddon, but they have all overstepped their bounds from this courtroom. In this country, the spirit of Jezebel runs rampant, not just in individual lives, but corporately and even more so of what we came against in that court case, in the government of the United States. She has not left. She has not remained dormant. Perhaps she's gone underground to be more sneaky. But it is obvious what she does in this government, how the government is seduced by power, by money, manipulated by greed. The same with the religious spirit. Much of the religious spirit's influence has been to turn the church, your bride, your children, against your anointed Donald Trump and against your plan, Father. The religious spirit has been actively working even against your command, against the command of this court, not just individually, but even in government where we see Paul politicians that do not know you don't give their lives to you and yet they tout verses from your word your precious word and they twist them to be used for satan's gain 
And Father, certainly the last one, the spirit of infirmity. We see it in the theft of my father's life. We see it in the sickness that continues to be prevalent in ignition and all throughout the country. This incessant push for fear over COVID. That is being pushed by the spirit of infirmity and he has no right. Satan has no right because it is Satan who has backed all of these. It is him who has authorized every bit of it. He may be able to say that he has not set foot in this country's boundaries, but Father, I submit that it is not at all what he has done in influence. He has worked his hardest against election. This election is being stolen against your will. Father, you said to us when we asked about Donald Trump being the winner, you said he had already won. And Father, it has been declared, and we believe you. We pour our full faith into that. But I submit before this court that Satan is trying to steal that. You know the corruption. You could see it better than us. The corruption in the ballot boxes. The corruption in votes being changed from one to another. Some votes being thrown away. Other votes being taken and filled out wrongly. Turned in and counted. Father, from before this election, I've, I've had the strongest feeling that this election would be a landslide. And even today, seeing in our realm what is being personified, that feeling hasn't changed. I still feel this is supposed to be a landslide. So all I can assume is Satan is trying to steal it. Literally steal votes to come against your anointed Donald Trump. And finally, Father, he is coming against Donald Trump even his, in the most personal ways of encouragement. He wants Donald Trump to concede because you have said, Father, that the only way he will not be president is if he is the one that... Inter- this got cut off, sorry. If he... The only one... He will not be president if he is the one that intercedes for himself because you will not circumvent free will. And something got messed up there. Father, I lay before this courtroom that Satan is trying to. He is trying to circumvent free will from Donald Trump. He is trying to circumvent free will from each of us believing what you have said. I'm here to state that he is a liar and I do not believe. I believe what you have said, Father. I declare it in Jesus' name. It is absolute truth. But Father, he cannot continue on like this, stealing from what your plan is. I declare in this realm that you have a remnant that is in agreement with you. That is not a situation of rebellious nation where none trust you. You have a remnant remnant all over this nation, all over the globe, that not only trusts you and believes, but is ready. We've proven it. We're, We're ready for this fight. So make it a fight out in the open. Do not allow him to hide anymore. Do not allow his thefts to go unnoticed. Do not allow the influence over the media, which is the voice in so many people's ears. Don't allow them to ignore this. Don't allow them to be manipulated by Satan, by these three spirits, by all the cohorts underneath. Father, we beg you. We beg you before this court that it not be allowed. Father, the last time Michael and I were before you in the ready room, when we were in Nigeria, you stood, which normally he sits on his throne, but he he stood. 
You stood because you see the injustice of this. You see what Satan tries to do in his stealing, his killing, and his destroying. You said no more because he is overstepped. Father, we lay all this before you because you are our dad. We cannot fight for ourselves, but we could come to you who fights for us. With all the authority that you have given us in this court and in this world, we stand in unity asking, Father, that Satan be stopped, that his cohorts be stopped. This nation is not his any longer. It is not theirs anymore. It is ours because you have given it to us. It has been paid for by blood, the blood, the very blood that was sacrificed by my ancestor that made me a Goel. I claim it in Jesus' name. It is no longer his and hasn't been for a long time. But Lord, it is not a fight we can do. This is only a fight that our dad can do, that our Lord of hosts, Jesus, can do. We are here to do your bidding. We love you desperately. But all of this I submit in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. The father then said, I will not deny the faithful. I will not deny the righteous. Watch as the wicked are driven from the nations and gathered on one shore where I will destroy them at once, all at once. There will be justice. There will be righteousness. And there will be an acknowledgement and a bowing of the knee to the verdict of this court. I then said, Father, is there anything that we are to do for Donald Trump specifically? We pray for him and we've released angels to surround him. I don't believe your will has changed for him. Is there anything that we can do before your throne in this courtroom in this legal way? Is there anything that we could do to help him? The father then said, I will give this verdict from this court. Donald Trump will have fair counsel. He has a right to advisors that bring him truth and not deception. And I will grant it to him. May it be declared in my name, Satan nor his horde will have any access to Donald Trump through his advisors. If there be human interfer interference, it will mean their death. Then the gavel went down. Then move forward a couple of months to January 14th of this year. Another Court of Nations case. This was delay and contempt of declarations, again bringing Satan before, or against Satan, I should say. Father, it is our intent to bring to this courtroom the awareness of what Satan has done specifically coming against declarations made by your children. Those declarations that you spoke through them as well as declarations that you spoke in this courtroom. We have brought evidence of these things which I will present. But in my opening remark, I would just like to read from Daniel 10 to give it evidence to the fact that Satan has done this before and this is not a new process for him. He circumvents your will every moment he can. When Daniel prayed, this was re the response from Gabriel when he finally got to him. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit 
prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Father, this is evidence that he has done this from the beginning, long before we were alive on this earth. In fact, he has come against your children this way from the moment he had opportunity to do so. So to conclude my opening statement, we will offer absolute proof that he is coming against what you have said, even in this courtroom. I submit this opening statement in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Father said, I receive your statement. Please present your evidence. Father, many, many, many times has he come against this team as well as your children all all over the world. But I want to focus specifically on a court case that occurred August 21st of this past year. This was the Court of Nations, and it was where Satan was placed on trial for stealing free will. Not only from your children, but from all of your creation. I want to repeat for the record the the declarations by my teammate, Bryn. She said this in this courtroom. I declare that complete justice, vindication, and recompense for every past violation where Satan had no respect for a person's choice must be repaid. All that has been taken by him and lost through the ages will be restored. Restitution is now due for the past and the present. And that every choice of agreement with the enemy that came after the overreach of attack on free will by Satan will be nullified. Because those choices were not made on the basis of just dealings or balanced scales. I declare that his free will choice is restored to the church. Denominationalism and the division that is a result of it will now crumble from the points in the past where it began until present day. All of the false doctrines and factions that resulted from free will choice being blocked were based on no evidence. So retroactively they are nullified. What will assemble in its place is a truly unified body under the lordship of Jesus carrying the power of the Holy Spirit. It is finally time for Jesus to receive everything his blood paid for. Father, you will now receive everything that you would have received since your son gave his life. And we believe we are living in the day spoken about in Isaiah 54 verse 17. In that day coming, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Father, then you answered in that court case. You received the declaration and you said this. The declaration spoke here today has already been set in motion. Recognize that. I'm going to read it again. The declaration spoken here today has already been set in motion. The time has come for my will to be done without delay from you. For every person that you stole free will from, their chains are now around your neck. And they will remain there. Their names are branded into your skin until the day that you are gone forever. Father, we have given you our yes. We have given you everything that we are. 
We have spoken what we know to speak that is from you, and every time Satan steps in and intervenes unlawfully. Another declaration that was made in agreement with this entire team was made on January 3rd. The two declarations made were this. We declare for the one on the white horse who is to come and conquer, the one who is a bow and a crown that is given to him. We are declaring for him to come without delay, conquering and to conquer in Jesus' name. We declare that this stealth bomb of absolute transparency and accountability be dropped without delay on the federal government system of the United States. We declare the red horse to come that will take peace from this earth, precipitating the coming war without delay in Jesus' name. And then, Father, there was another declaration, the last that I will read at this point. This declaration was made in Washington, D.C. on January 6th when four of your team members were physically present, but all were present in unity. We made this declaration in unity and together. The declaration was this as I spoke it. As your branch, I pass judgment on this nation in Jesus' name. You have stated that this nation is ripe for discipline, and I stand in agreement with the discipline in Jesus' name. I further pass judgment on those who would manipulate law to do their own will, even those who for peace sake would settle on anything less than your will. Those in power throughout our government are to be held accountable for their choices. I say come to your Holy Spirit to do your work and perform your will. Holy Spirit, come, bring your fire. Father, you have promised freedom in you and in this nation through you. This will come to pass. I declare it in Jesus' name. The revolution begins now. Even from the moment of those declarations, Satan went to work on coming against them. Father, he has no right and no authority to do it. In this courtroom, he was banished from the United States. In this courtroom, every single one of his generals, or whatever you want to call them, all of those who had blanket authority over the United States, they were all gone. Either sent to the the abyss or their entire authority taken out. That was done in this courtroom. And yet the deception over the United States, the deception over your bride, is more rampant now than it was then. He didn't obey. He sent in reinforcements. He worked overtime to come against your plan and against this team. And the final evidence that I will present is what happened even tonight, where he came against your servant, Carson, to try to delay this night, to delay this court case, and to separate our team. Father, we stand for you. We stand for Jesus, our King. We stand unified as a single band, not a band of 12 separate bands, but a single band. He has no right to come against anyone on this team. He has no authority to do so. He has no right to do so. So, Father, I ask that a fatal blow be dealt to Satan. I ask that every single declaration that has been made, that is your word, that has been decided here in this court, be forced through because it is your will. We have already seen that he will try and come against it. Lord, I am not asking for him to just be in trouble again. 
I'm asking for his power to be taken away. I'm asking for his power to be destroyed. Because he has proven that he circumvents your will with his power. And he has no right to do so. Not when you have... Not when you have a portion of your creation, your remnant that has stood in agreement with you, that you have given the right to this courtroom for. I ask, Father, that you take away his power to deceive, his power to come against your plan. Right now, our country is more confused than it was. That was not because of you. It may have been allowed, but it was because of him. Take his power from him. I submit this in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. The father then said this, I will now speak to the defense. Before this most holy court, do you deny these allegations? Satan said no. Father said, do you deny having infringed upon the verdicts of this court? Satan answered no. Father then said, it is decided this day I will seize a portion of your assets. You have no right as to which ones I will seize. Neither do you have right to the knowledge of which ones I will seize before it happens. I will strike your head for your disobedience and collect what is due the portion for this time. I declare this verdict effective today. Then the gavel went down. The next one is January 30th. This was right before the team went back to Nigeria. If you recall, if you were here, they didn't find out until the last moment, literally, that they were going because we didn't know with COVID and all that all, all those issues with airlines. And so once we found out, it was, I think, within a week that they went. Beth and Corey went with part of the team to the ready room to inquire some things of the Lord. So this is January 30th, the ready room with including Beth and Corey. Corey's words. Father, thank you for letting us come before you right now. Thank you for what you've done over the last year, putting us on this team, putting us in Nigeria and learning, bringing us back here, and now sending us back in a slightly different role because they went back as the leaders. Thank you for all of that, and I just come before you with a few questions that I have that have been on my mind. So, Father, when we were in the 12 meetings, I had asked about the clicking in my right ear, and you said that you would put them there as a tool. Have I been using that tool correctly? The father said, yes. Corey then said, and is that tool specifically for when witchcraft is coming against me or those that I'm with or that particular place? The father then said, specifically, those you have authority over. Corey then said, thank you, Lord. And when we were in the 12, you upgraded our shields, and my shield was described what sounded like it was fairly hefty, but it was invisible. Can you tell me what the significance of the invisibility of that shield is? The father said, I am sending you on a stealth mission. 
on this first trip. Satan will think you are vulnerable because of the team being apart. But I have a surprise for him. And it starts with you. Corey then said, thank you, Lord. You also told me, I pray that we are in your stealth. You had also told me before we left on that first trip that you would give me eyes to see things as an early warning, as an overwatch. Is that still true? The father said, yes. Corey then said, and over the last year, Lord, and even sometimes in Nigeria, I felt a tremendous block of hearing your voice. Can you reveal what that is to me? Yes. It has to do with the infringement on free will. Corey asked, what does that mean? The father said, it, it is a systemic, systemic attack on my bride that I will be dealing with very soon. Corey said, okay, and that was also coming against me, me when we were in Nigeria? Father said, yes. Corey said, okay, can you reveal or have you already revealed how long we will be in Nigeria on this trip? Father said, not at this time. Corey said, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to come before you. Then Beth said, Father, thank you for letting us come. And I just want to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. The father said, Beth, you are so vital to the leading I have placed on Corey. I need you there. I need every piece that I have prepared. I am always working in the greatest interest of everyone. I will be with you. Beth said, thank you, Lord. I trust you to show us what you do and to equip us and qualify us so that we can do it because we don't want to mess up. Father said, your faith has qualified you. Corey said, is there anything else, Lord, that we need to know as we put our feet back on the ground there? Can you reveal anything before we put our feet over there? The father said, an incident of torment will come one night when you are there. Know that you have the authority to deal with it. Corey said, can you reveal who that torment will come against? The father then said, it will be obvious and you are protected. Corey said, thank you, Lord. I praise you and worship you. And I continue to lay my life down for what you've called me and Beth to do. Never in a million years did I dream of that. I just continue to ask for your wisdom and your discernment as you move us forward. I praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Then we moved to February 18th of this year, the ready room after a specific court case. And I believe, yeah, I, I believe this, this was a court of accusations case. This was not a court of nations. This was a personal court case, which we have, we have seen um, many times where witches would show up in those cases because of curses. This thing with the, and, and I'm coming into the middle of the conversation here, but this is what applies. This thing with the three witches and the three dreams, can you give us any insight as to the significance of that? Is it just more warfare or is this different than what we've known? 
I'm not sure what importance to place on it. Just to let you know, it's because what these three witches did in that court was something we had not seen before. Something they were able to do that we had not experienced before. The father then said, it is another level of intensity. The same intensity that has come against Donald Trump. I said, is it specifically those three or is it that they represent this new level of intensity? The father said, the power is not in them alone. I said, Father, so the thing that has been swirling in my mind about this this intensity is that this intensity is not going to be in the spirit, but manifest in the physical. I'm not even exactly sure I know what that means, but is that true? The father said, yes. I said, so warfare with these three and others will have physical ramifications in that warfare. Father said, yes. Each level of training has led to this. I said, is that what happened to my wrist tonight? Father said, yes, and on Sunday. And just so you know, that evening, immediately it felt like somebody broke my wrist. Like they took a hammer and just broke my wrist. So, And it, it only lasted for that evening, and then it was fine. But that's what I'm referring to. And then the Sunday before a similar thing happened. I said, okay, so in this warfare of these physical things happening, I assume because he is just a counterfeit of your power, a small fractional counterfeit of your power, I assume it works both ways. Is that correct? Father said, of course. I said, the question that I have about that, Lord, is do we have to know the target or is it simply in response to us being attacked? Do we have to just take these attacks, or can we go on the attack? Father said, you do not just have to endure. I said, so is this done then through declaration in Jesus' name? Father said, through faith, authority, and declaring. So when they did it to my wrist and my neck on Sunday morning, how did they do it? Because obviously they don't carry the same authority as your child. How did they do that? Father said, they do not have the same authority as my children, but they do have authority in this world. And these are attacks because they know us? Or I, I said, and, these, and are these attacks because they know us? Are they doing a pinpointed attack? Or is it just some blanket declaration of whomever is coming against Satan's world, they declare blank, blank, blank. Father said, it is not specific but it will become specific. I said, when it becomes specific, is it with greater authority on their side? He said, no, my authority will be shown through you and they will know it. I said, how do we defend against those attacks? They hit Carson all the time. They hit Alexis. They hit Brooke. They hit others in here all the time with their blanket statements. Father said, you are learning through what I allow. It will be through declaration, standing in authority that you have. I said, one thing I don't want to do, and I guess I want to be clear because it applies to all of us in here, in this fight against these people, whether they are Nephilim or whatever they are, I almost feel bad asking this question, but can I fight without mercy toward those who oppose you? And the father said emphatically, yes. 
Yes, you can. Michael then asked, Father, I just have a few. The first, the first question that I have, I will ask is an elaboration on the dream that I had about the pool and what looked to me as a similar Nate Keller in the pool. And I asked if that was him and you didn't answer. And I asked if it was a relation and you didn't answer. I asked if you have any elaborate, any elaboration on what that means or what the elaboration is. Father said, it's not time yet. Michael said, okay, Father, what happened last night in the Bible study? Was that the same source as what we are dealing with tonight? And, and just so you're aware of what happened in the Bible study, there was a prayer offered by somebody specific who I won't mention, and they are not here, that in their prayer said, Lord Satan twice. And it was unbeknownst to them. Okay, Father, what happened last night at the Bible study, was that the same source as what we are dealing with tonight? The father said, yes. Michael said, was it known from anyone in the room? Father said, yes. Michael said, so when I have had for the past month or so, but growing even further, father said, yes. Michael said, okay, you know the trouble I've had in discerning the pinpoint of whom. My question is this, is this something that can be projected to where it can make it seem as if it is coming from one whom it's not coming from at all? Father said, yes. Michael said, is that what took place? Father said, yes. Michael said, I just ask that you show me, that you show us this particular person and that you make it very transparent and then you show us exactly what to do about it and how to handle it. Father said, I will. Shannon said, Father, why was a Nephilim allowed in the courtroom? Because that's what was in the courtroom in that that previous court case that night. Why were they allowed not to be seen by some of us? Why, when you gave strong words to the court, why were they allowed to remain even for moments? Even a moment past what you declared. Why were those witches allowed? What is different with them? Father said, each of you has to be sure of what I am showing you and what you see. You are never in harm's way. But I allowed it for training, for lessons to be learned. Shannon said, did we learn the lessons that you wanted us to learn? Father said, they are ongoing. But tonight you all did very well. Shannon said, thank you, Father. So if I understand correctly, the court of accusation seems to be a place that the enemy can have active warfare in. Is that correct? Father said, as I allow it, yes. Then I asked, does that mean we can fight back? Kind of laughing. He said, no, you always focus on me. Moved to February 25th in the ready room of this year. Shannon asked, Father, I want to ask, was it from you and correct that the feeling, this feeling about vulnerability? The father said, yes. Shannon said, okay. It is, is it far-reaching as I expressed? Is that the level we are talking about? 
Father said, your discernment is correct. The potential for destruction is there. Shannon said, it seems like from various things you've said that this can possibly be tied to Nephilim in partnership with witchcraft. Is that true? Father said, yes. Shannon said, how are we to respond right now? What is it that you have, you have for us in terms of responding? Father said, keep your eyes open. Exposure is coming. I want to repeat that. Keep your eyes open. Exposure is coming. She said, is it exposure that you will bring about? Or is it a prompting you will give one of us to initiate? Father said, it is my desire that you will notice it. Not Shannon specifically, however, but this team. He said, I will bring exposure if necessary to protect my bride. Then John asked, Father, there are Nephilim right there are Nephilim right now in these days. The seed of Satan embodied in flesh is at work in this world right now. Is that correct? Father said, yes. John said, thank you. That was for the record. And the father said, my adversary is not all-knowing like I am. He spends his time setting his traps. Trapped in his own deception of what he thinks will be. Michael then asked, Father, in my line of questions about this plant, in other words, this plant that was a, a, a plant of the enemy in ignition, I felt you were showing me about, I asked, I asked about whether or not it was known by someone in the room to which you responded, yes. So my clarifying question as we've discussed are we correct in our pursuit of the fact that this was in the spirit and not a physical person that we saw with our natural eyes that night? Father said, yes. Michael said, okay, I trust that you are going to show us. Is that tied to the vulnerability that Shannon asked about? Father said, rephrase your question. Michael said, the person in whom we are attempting to know the source of this infiltration, is this also the source? Is our vulnerability due to this particular infiltration? He said, Father said, yes. I said, okay, you've told us that exposure is coming. We trust you with that. We will keep our eyes open and be watchful. I then asked, are they connected to us? Father said, yes. Michael asked, and my question that goes along with that, the authority in which they have to make this infiltration I'm assuming, I am assuming that it is with authority, and with that assumption, if I'm not correct, is it due to geographical authority? Father said, yes to your first question, no to your follow-up. In other words, they have authority, not because of geography. Michael asked, is it through bloodlines? Father said, no. Michael said, is this something you wish to show us, or would you tell us how they have authority? Father said, refer back to Shannon's question. I asked Shannon, what was your question? Then John responded and said, she asked what the Lord would have us do now. And the Lord said, he would like us to see it. Then the father responded, Jonathan is correct. I said, regarding this vulnerability, am I understanding correctly that the vulnerability that Shannon spoke of, that it is literally a vulnerability that can bring down all of ignition, that rests on a single person, 
Am I understanding that correctly? Falls on this one person? Father then responded, ignition will not be taken down. I said, then what is vulnerable? Father said, the infiltration is coming through one person, but I will not allow ignition to be taken down. I said, do I know this person in this time? Father said, the answer is yes, but do not allow that to lead to speculation. I said, so the vulnerability, whatever it can come against, is the vulnerability on this team? Or are we unified in you and together in a point where it cannot penetrate this team? Father said, it will challenge this team, but in the end, unify. Then we move forward to February 27th. The father spoke through Alexis at a gifts meeting. And this was a public speaking. I am the Lord your God. Jesus is my son. I gave him to pay for your sin on the cross. He conquered death and rose again and lives forever at my right hand. I came today to release my heart and my will and tell you that I am with you. I'm teaching you many new things. Listen, listen, listen and pay attention. For I will release the weapons of my warfare to, to defeat the enemy in this new time of battle. It will look different and it will also look the same, but it will be very different. For all of hell is about to be released against you, but this will refine you. This will purify you. This purification, persecution will show who is my true remnant, my true bride, my true love. It will ready you for my son to come back. And bring you unto myself. I must do this. I must do this. I must do this because I love you. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. For as I have said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You have all that you need. You have all that you need in my strength. By my spirit as you seek my face. You will walk in new power. Power I will unleash. Against hell's kingdom. And nothing shall be able to stand against it. I will do this. I will do this. I the Lord have spoken. Then we move to March 23rd. The father speaks through Alexis. In a service, I believe this was a Tuesday night. I can't remember. I, the Lord your God, must give you this word tonight. Yes. My precious remnant, we've, we've been in a great battle. The war will intensify. It will be very great. Unity is key to defeating your enemy in this season. This is not the time to shrink back, nor anyone who will shrink back will not be. This is not the time to shrink back. For anyone who will shrink back will not be pleasing to me. You must know that the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but are mighty. They are mighty through my son Jesus. Will you trust me? There are difficult things that must come. But there are great victories. Great victories. Now is the time for you to step in what you have spoken that you believe. 
Now is the moment to trust me more fully than ever before. Do not be enemy-centered. Be centered on me, on my power, on my word. For I will defeat this enemy. I will defeat him by my power. Trust me with everything in you. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Because I love you. I love you. Trust my love even in the difficult. Trust my love. Then April 15th of this year, in the ready room, Anissa asked this question. I only have one question. I just want to know when the ending of all this stuff is going to be. (laughs) Father answered, For your sake I won't say soon. But it is not my soon, it is your soon. Yes, I have the time for it to end, and it will be your soon. Michael asked, the assignment that you told me you had for me the last time there there was a trip to, to Nigeria, the reason I was staying back, I can't consciously in my mind say that I recognized what the assignment was. To be honest, I guess my question is, was the assignment completed? Father said, no, it hasn't even happened yet. I said, Father, we just love you. We are desperate for you. We are desperate for the healing of the nations that is coming because you will be their God. Show us the steps. Show us what you need us to learn. Because there is a great chasm between this kingdom and yours. I long for the day when they are one. What is it that you want us to glean from tonight? Father then said, I need your hearts more together than they have ever been before. It's not about Anissa. It's about this team and what I have plans for you. We were there praying over Anissa because of her being sick. Nothing that you did allowed that portal, which which witchcraft came through earlier in the evening. I gave permission because I need your reactions to be in me. I will always show the truth of what's happening. And I will always give direction. But I want your reactions to be me. This isn't a scolding. It's just learning. Then April, 12, April 20th of this year, Father speaks through Alexis in a service. I am the Lord your God. I sent my son Jesus to die to pay for your sin and to be raised again in victory. He lives forever at my right hand. We are closer now than ever before. The enemy rages. He rages in terror. For he knows what is coming. He knows what will soon come of his kingdom and how it will be crushed because of the power of my son Jesus. Many of you have felt the crushing pain of this warfare. But take heart, take heart, take heart, for you will prevail. You will prevail in my power. There is just but a bit more time left. For what I am about to release upon this earth has not yet been seen. I will have my will. I will do my will. You will see my will. The enemy will know my will. Nothing will prevail against my will. 
Stand firm, my children, stand firm. No matter what it looks like, stand firm in my love. The enemy knows nothing of my love. He cannot stand against the pure love my son died and paid for. I love you with an everlasting love. We are almost there. We are almost there. Do not lose heart. There's but a bit more pain, but it will be short-lived. Cling to me. Cling to me. Cling to me as you never have. Do not let go. And just as my word says, you will be more than a conqueror. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then May 2nd in the ready room, Michael asks, I'm excited. Uh, sorry, that's previous reference. And Lord, I wondered, not that I have any particular question, because I do trust you with all of it. I do seek you every day for all and any new information that you want to give, anything that you want to show me. I leave that open in the realm of your call and what you are doing in Nigeria. Lord, if there is anything that you would speak or reveal even here, then the father said, Satan is about to lose it all in Nigeria. Tell the queen and king of the things I have said. Then May 23rd, the father speaks through Ariel in service on a Sunday morning. Blessed are you, my children, among many. I will do many things through you, and many things will see that you are mine. And they will know that I speak through you by the way you walk, by the way you talk, and by the way you live your lives. Many generations will come out of you. Micah, Uriah, Marley, McKinley, Ares, Zeke, many, and they will know that they are mine. I love you, and I am faithful and good to fulfill my promises in you. So trust me, trust me, trust me and know that I am the Lord your God. Then June 10th in the ready room. The night before this, just as filler, the night before this, we followed through with a directive from the Lord to ask Peter to step down as our youth pastor. For now, as the Lord tries to work some things between he, in he and Lindsay's lives. Now we go to the reference of the ready room. Father, is there any way specifically that you want us to make the church aware of this? Or do we just go with the transition and make only those involved aware? How should we handle this before the church or to those involved? Father said, only those involved for now, which is exactly what we did. Michael asked, Father, would you be able to tell us? We had a discussion earlier about the possibility and the desire to ensure that there is nothing that is hindering our clarity and our view in any way. And you were in the discussion can you give clarity on that? Is there anything that needs to be dealt with as a team or similarly that we are unaware of currently? Father said, it is not operating through the team. It is operating against the team. Michael said, this exposure that you spoke of, has it been exposed? Father said, no. I asked, was there a different shift than last night? When we spoke with Peter and Lindsay, Father said yes. 
I ask, but that's not the one that you are talking about that will be exposed? Father said, correct. I said, you have said that it is your desire that we would see it, but you would expose it regardless of whether we see it or not. So, Father, can you help us to see it? Can you give us some indication of what we are looking for? Father said, yes, I will, after the fast. I said, oh, so it will be exposed by the 20th? Father said, correct. Or exposed after the 20th? I said, Father said, correct. The Lord had the team, as a filler, the Lord had the team do a 10-day fast between the 10th and the 20th of June. Then June 17th in the ready room, Father said this, I have something I want to say to you all, or to all of you. This fast is much more than you think it is. And this with three days left on the fast, I believe. What I am asking of you has not been done before, has never been done before. Take with gravity the next few days. I have more revelation to be uncovered. I have more to be exposed. It is moving rapidly. It is moving rapidly. With great might, I move us forward. Are you ready? Whatever may come, are you ready? I responded by saying, you make us ready. Your love has made us ready. Father then said, I have expectations for this group. My love for you is great. Your love for each other is the key to your success. Trust me, I will do it. I could do it now. Then June 18th in the ready room, Michael asked, Father, as you were in our conversation on the phone, I come before you for one thing. And that is if you would reveal anything further in what is needed in strategy, what is needed in information regarding what Nathan has said that you have told him. First confirming if that is something that you are asking of him, and then what further do we need to know about it? I ask this in Jesus' name. And this was after we got information from Nate being over in Nigeria that that he felt the Lord was telling him to come home. Nathan. Or Nathan, yes, sorry. Father then said his choice was made before he ever set foot in Nigeria for the second time. I have set a trap for what is at work against his very life and against the team that is there. I spoke of this to Beth and Corey privately before they left. I spoke to them of an incident that would occur. This is that incident, though they do not recognize it. Michael said, Father, was it that you would have, what is it that you would have us to do? Is it simply to honor his choice at this point, or is there something you would have us do? Father said, have a frank discussion with Beth and Corey, but the trap is set. July 1st in the ready room. I said, thank you, Father. You know the conversation we've just had about what to tell Nathan. This is Nathan McConaughey. When Michael talks to him tomorrow, what is it that you want Michael to say or us to do? Father said, it was vital that you had this discussion with the team before moving forward. You are to warn him of all that you know. I asked, everything? 
Father said, share with great love what I want for him. It is always his choice to take it up again. I said, is this a conversation with just Michael and him, or am I to be a part of it? Father said, just Michael. I said, I know ultimately it is his choice, but Father, if he still chooses to come back, my initial impression was that we would not facilitate until he's coming back with the team at the end of July. Is that what you want us to facilitate, or do you want us to facilitate facilitate him coming back next Friday like he requested? Father said, it is my grace that would cause him to wait. His loss is greater if he returns earlier than the trip. I said, can we tell him that? Father said, yes. I said, what else is it that you want Michael to tell him aside from what you've already said about what you want for his life and your love for him? What else would you like Michael to tell him? Father said, nothing else except the opportunity that he has and what he could lose. Make it plain what's at stake. I asked, Father, you gave Anissa a thought process in our discussion about this source and about this trap having something to do with that. Can you give us some more insight about that? Father said, not tonight, but I have been laying it out. I said, I'm going to just ask this nagging question, Father. The trap is for this source. You know what I'm thinking, Father. And Father said, stay watchful. It will show itself. If you are paying attention, you will see it before it emerges. Michael said, Father, does Beth need to come back for any reason? Father said, I haven't decided until she makes some choices of her own. She is set for one path right now, but there may be another. Michael said, is it the path that you showed me that she's currently set on? Father said, yes. The next one is July 3rd, and by this time I believe we had received emails and information from everyone, the entire team, except for Nate Keller in Nigeria, that they wanted to come home. And this is another note before I get into the other things here. Father had had us discuss, because we had a discussion amongst the team, Father had us discuss what we knew about the source of this vulnerability that Ignition has and had us, us discuss together what the Lord had been showing each of us separately. After a long discussion, the Lord had us speak to him in his ready room. I asked, Father, obviously you were a part of our conversations. You've heard it all. I believe you were led, I believe you led every piece of it. I am simply asking for confirmation if I will simply be straightforward first. Is Nate Keller the source of this vulnerability and the source of what is coming against ignition? Father then said, it has now been shown to you. I said, so I know that all we, uh, that we all have questions regarding this. One of the questions I have is, Does he know the specifics of what he is doing against ignition? Are all of these things known to him or is it being used or is he being used as a conduit from something else? 
father said, yes. I said, yes, he knows. Father said, yes, to both. I said, at what point after his court case, because he had gone to the court of accusations sometime before, at what point after his court case did he give over the authority that has turned him away from everything he has learned about you? Father said, he lost it one month later after having lost some precious people he loved. I said, so once he lost it, was he infiltrated by human witches or Nephilim right away? Or was it a process that came later? Father said, yes, almost imperceptibly while he slept. I said, what is he thinking right now? What is his end goal in this? And I'm talking specifically not about what is working through Nate, but Nate himself. Father said he is attempting to fulfill a vision that he thinks is from me. I said, may I ask what that vision is? Father said leadership over the entire continent of Africa. I said, does he see ignition as his enemy? I'm trying to understand his mind in this as it applies to him knowing his relationship with us. Father said he has learned so much through witchcraft. He doesn't recognize that he's hijacked. He thinks it's gifts of the spirit that are giving him this insight. And just just so you're aware, uh, it, it was Nate's testimony before he ever came to ignition that that he was active in witchcraft. So that that's why the father spoke what he did. Is the important source that you wanted us to recognize, or is this the important source that you wanted us to recognize, or is there a source behind him that we are also to see? Father said, he is the authority that has effect. I said, you and I have been talking all throughout this discussion just about what this trip looks like or possibilities that you've placed in my mind. Can you give us insight as to what you want for this trip? Father said, I will reveal it as it comes, for my enemy has seen that you have met, meaning the team today, because we met on on a day that was not normal. I said, one more question, and I will give it to Michael. What has been coming against Yvonne, is that also coming through Nate as Nate's authority? Father said, coming from from the source through Nate's authority. In other words, that the source was different than Nate. But Nate was the source of authority and ignition, if that makes sense. I said, Father, I can't remember if it was confirmed this person or thing following her. First of all, is this a witch? Is this Nephilim? Is it human in this time frame? And there had been a witch following Yvonne for weeks, threatening her life continuously. She would see him constantly. Father said, it is human. I said, is it somebody that we know or do we just know or do they just know ignition? Father said, they have heard of ignition. Josh asked, is it somebody that Nate knows? Father said, yes. By this time, we had received requests from the entire team, excluding Nate, to come back home without any warning. 
Michael asked, Father, how am I to respond to all these messages of people resigning? Am I to continue on in honoring their decision? Am I to confront them with the difference of opinion? I'm not sure how to move about with that in the time being. Father said, I have set the trap. Ask for a fast. Ask this of the team in Nigeria. Tell them that you will fast too, you and your wife. Michael said, Father, when the team was leaving in February and you revealed to me where I approached you in this very place about the fact that I would not be going on the trip to Nigeria with Greg and you referenced the fact that you had an assignment for me, can you tell me what that assignment is? Father said, yes, but not now. I said, Father, was Nate the young man in Sam's dream? Father said, yes. I won't go through the dream right now. I said, was that thwarted because of him going to Nigeria, or is this still an aspect that we need to be cautious about? Father said, everything is about to be revealed. The peace that I wanted you to know, you have come to know. You have discovered through your love for each other. Keep doing this in me and in my son, and you will never fail. Bryn said, Father, have I understood correctly what you've shown me about the true enemy we are fighting? Father said, yes, with certainty. And it hasn't been your will for me to talk about that yet? Was it your will? Father said, the moment is here. I said, Father, we have talked about and lived every day with expectation of your power, of the suddenlies, of all these things, the healings and everything. Dealing with this infiltration that has come by authority through Nate, is that getting something out of the way that will allow that process to happen? Or earlier, I got a feeling, is this somehow the impetus of that? Father said, yes, but the impetus of everything has been your yes to me. Every one of you, your yeses to me has resulted in it. I said, Father, you said the enemy knew that we were meeting tonight, and obviously he knew those emails were sent. Just to learn a lesson here, Father, would it be wiser for Michael and I to not call a meeting out of the ordinary like this, but to have quietly planned something to where the enemy would not have known that we were catching on? Or did he know we would catch on anyway just because all of them came literally at once? Father said, I will always protect and direct which way to go that the enemy cannot find you. Listen to my voice. That is all the strategy that you need. I said, Father, is this something I am to let Michael handle without involvement of me until we go on the trip? Father said, yes, for now. Alexis asked, Father, I just wanted a confirmation because my agreement was with what Greg said earlier, but Nathan is to return home with the team does when the team does at the end of the month with the group that is going to be home on the 29th? Father said, correct. John said, Father, is there anything that can be done in the meantime of this trap being sprung in terms of the authority that Nate is allowing? Is there anything that we as a team can do to stop these effects until then? Or are we just waiting until the trap is sprung? Father, you, Father said you can pray for them, just choose the truth. Or you can pray for them to choose the truth. Then we move forward to July 7th. This was a portion of a court time. This was 
a court of accusations, a personal court time, which we normally don't reveal, we don't talk about in the open. But this is one, this piece of it had, didn't have anything to do with her. It had to do with what was going on here, so I've included it. This is a court of accusation against Devon. This was the fourth accuser, a cloaked witch figure. He said, I have become because, I have come because I be requested I be here. Then Michael submits, submits an objection to the accuser addressing Yvonne. Father, Father then said, you will refrain from speaking directly to the defense. Your questions and accusations must be directed to Michael. Michael asks why this witch is in the court with authority. The witch then answered, no one can compel me. I have authority to speak as I will. Like I said, I was asked to be here by my own will. I have come. It was very haughty. We called a recess to discuss these things. Then we re-entered the court. Michael presses the, the accuser about his authority to still be there in court. Then the witch responds, You guys don't even realize that you can't touch me. I have authority through your own leadership, your own eldership, your own people. I may come after whom I please whenever I feel like it. I just chose her because it hurts the most. I was about to come out of my skin at this point, as you can imagine. Michael asks for me to be recognized in court because Michael was leading that court session. The father said, the throne recognizes you. I then asked the father to compel that the accuser give the reason that he has authority and ignition. The witch said, you cannot compel me, and I will go free today. Father then said, if you truly have authority, then present your evidence that it may be seen and acknowledged by both parties. Then I give the witch two options either to reveal his authority or his physical life be taken. The father then said, I acknowledge this request. The accuser must present evidence. The witch said, I will gladly present evidence. I have been given access to all of you by the deception of a man in your presence. A man who makes decisions on behalf of ignition and is recognized by its people. Furthermore, I submit that his name is Corey. In his midst is an active witch that has been acknowledged by him as the voice of God. I'm not saying anything new here to all of you, but there is my evidence. I then agreed with the evidence, but stated that he has no authority over Yvonne and can no longer claim any authority over her life or anyone else's life in a personal way. I stated that it is the preference of the defense that his life be taken, but leaves it to the discretion of the father. Then the father spoke to the witch. Your haughtiness is a stench to my nostrils. I will extract everything that I want from you that you have done and those among you. 
You will be barred from the court of accusation. I will not listen when you bring lies. In this court, a sacrifice has been given that is paid in full everything you think you have a right to. Your life I spare, for there is a reckoning I will turn it to. But upon this child I see no evidence of your authority that has not already been broken. My son did not die for a group. He died for each and every one and was raised to life so that they may know me and that sacrifice is sufficient unless you have any other evidence. Then I submitted to the father to compel the accuser to state if he is the witch that has been following a bond and threatening her with the knife. The witch declined to answer. I submit a request that anyone attempting to bother Yvonne will subject themselves to immediate death. He released a warring, then the Lord released a warring angel with her to take the life of anything that would try. Or I released, sorry, I released a warring angel to stay with her and to take the life of anything that would try to come against her. Father then spoke and said, I will allow this for a specified time. From now until August, it will be done. At the time, I didn't understand why there was a time frame until I understood what was coming this morning, which is August 1st. I asked for the witch to be thrown from the courtroom. All of this for months led up to the court case that I'm about to read. I will not read all the evidence, but I will say this, that we will make available this entire court case to anybody who wants to read it. It is truly, truly amazing. I will read some of the things in it, though, because it pertains to what's going on, and it is a culmination of the trap that was set. July 8th, 2021, Court of Nations. Spirit of Antichrist. I'm, I'm obviously leaving out procedures and all that stuff as well. I said, Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We trust you. You know our hearts. Jesus, it is our desire for us all to be unified as we walk in. Is there any instruction that you wish to give? Jesus then said, it's time to come in. Father then said, I accept you into the court of nations. You may begin. I said, thank you, Father. We ask that this court compels the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of the false prophet, which is a dual spirit. Just so you know, there were two that came along with Satan to come to this court and stand trial for what they have done. I submit this request in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Father said, let them be summoned. I said, for the opening statement in this court case, I ask that the court recognize Bryn. I submit this in Jesus' name by the power of his blood. Father said the court recognizes Bryn. Bryn then offers a detailed opening statement laying out the case against the spirit of Antichrist using scripture and experience. The father then said, has the defense any rebuttal or statement to offer this court? The Antichrist spirit spoke up and said, I have nothing to say. Father then said, has the prosecution any evidence to present? 
Bryn said, we do, Father. Father said, then it may be given. Bryn then further laid out evidence from the word of God, beginning with Job and going through others as well as the court recognizing Carson for his own testimony. I will now read the rest of the case transcript as it applies to today. The father said, this court receives your evidence. I must say to the defense, the evidence is overwhelming and compelling enough to give a verdict now. However, you may present whatever knowledge or evidence you have that it may be considered before the court. Satan then responded because he was the representative for the other two, or in, or in this case, the other two were there, but he was representing and speaking for the Antichrist spirit. Satan said, we've been given a specific authority against these people, Ignition. Thank you for graciously laying out all that will come. Recognize the haughtiness of how he was acting in the court. But a point of order, this doesn't change that we have authority. And I ask that to be recognized. The father then said, does the prosecution have a response? I said, yes, father. Father said, you are recognized. I said, Father, at the beginning of ignition, I sought to do things as what I thought they were supposed to be. Whether it was the ignorance of me knowing or the pushing through something that I was familiar with, it lays upon my shoulders for installing the elder system as it was installed. I do not recall seeking your desire on that specific institution, although I did seek you on who? But, Father, this is not my choice. I ask forgiveness for taking upon myself, even out of ignorance. I ask forgiveness because it is my desire for you to do your perfect will. You have called this team, known as the court team, these 12. You have called them to leadership of ignition. This has been widely known in your kingdom. For Jesus himself in the first or second court case in the court of nations said to the defense that we did not represent the bride, but that we represent him to the bride. This was your son's choice. He is the one that has paid the price. He is the one worthy to even be able to demand that in this realm. The defense has no right to claim authority for something that was not even mine to give. I ask forgiveness for that in Jesus' name. And any authority that I gave through that sin, I ask that it be canceled. I ask this in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. And I fully submit this rebuttal in Jesus' name. The father said, this court will move the proceedings forward. For the sacrifice of sin is sufficient. It renders mute and ineffective and false your claim to evidence. The claim of the defense. You may have Corey for now, but you do not have Ignition, whom this court is in session for. Will the prosecution continue? Bren says, yes, Father. As a closing statement, we represent your, or we present your own words. I read the message from the Lord given to Ezekiel in chapter 32, verses 2 through 10. 
You think of yourself as a strong young lion among the nations. But you are really just a sea monster, having around in your, heaving around in your own rivers, stirring up mud with your feet. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will send many people to catch you in my net and haul you out of the water. I will leave you stranded on the land to die. All the birds of the heavens will land on you, and the wild animals of the whole earth will gorge themselves on you. I will scatter your flesh on the hills and fill the valleys with your bones. I will drench the earth with your gushing blood all the way to the mountains, filling the ravines to the brim. When I blot you out, I will veil the heavens and darken the stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud and the moon will not give you its light. I will darken the bright stars overhead and cover your land in darkness. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. I will disturb many hearts when I bring news of your downfall to distant nations you have never seen. Yes, I will shock many lands and their kings will be terrified at your fate. They will shudder in fear for their lives as I brandish my sword before them on the day of your fall. We appeal to you, Father, that this is the day you spoke of in Isaiah 27, verse 1, where you say, In that day, the Lord with his hard and great strong sword will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, the twisting serpent, and he will slay the dragon that is in the sea. I also submit Psalm 82 where you state the justice due for the corrupt members of your council who turned against you. You said, you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit the nations. Father, you spoke in Genesis 3 that your son would come through the bloodline of Eve. And would strike his head. Jesus decisively won over him that day on the cross. But the enforcement of that mortal head strike has not been yet seen. We ask you to rule against them on behalf of your remnant. And deliver this mortal head wound that Revelation 13 speaks of. So that your order and freedom can flow on the earth. The nations will be reclaimed by you, and what has been lost will be restored by your people under under the direction and will of your Son. I submit all of this in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Father said, thank you, Bryn. Does the defense have any evidence of statement? For the terms have been made known by the prosecution. These next few portions I read... In service, but understand the weight of these. Satan's response was, I was promised a timeline. How can this be? How can it come before the fullness of time? I make petition, though we will not offend ignition until the day that you have prophesied. Father said, Is that all the evidence that you have? Is that all that you can present before he who is holy? I've endured endured your ruinous acts for too many generations. I do not make covenant with liars. 
neither am I a partner with thieves. I made no such promise to you. I will have his head struck. You have no authority here. My son, Jesus then answered, yes, father. Father says, bring out the tool, the precious pen that I give you that gleams like the sun and divides between bone and marrow. Satan cried out and screamed, we petition mercy. Father said, I have no mercy for you, only judgment. Where is your sacrifice? There are none for you. You will die in your rebellion. I render you guilty of all charges. I command your death. And he was speaking to the spirit of Antichrist that was on trial. Shannon then described what she saw. I'm seeing angels restrain this man who is transformed now into a beast. As Jesus walks, he is glowing. The wind is picking up. I hear thunder. He's driving this sword into the throat and he's withdrawing it. The woman beside him is screaming and dismayed, which that was the spirit of the false prophet. And Satan is still and quiet. Father then said, I have told you from the beginning that I alone am God. I alone formed the earth and all that is in it. I alone formed the seas and all that is in it, the air and all that flies. I alone created time and set it in motion. I alone raised you up as stars in heaven, lords among men. I alone, I alone caused your rising. What I gave you was not enough for you, even though it was more than even men were given. And you chose against me, and so I have not chosen you. But I have chosen mankind to be my special possession, and they will take your place. Now go. Then we had a ready room time after the court of nations. I asked, Father, I know we cannot begin to understand the gravity of what just happened, but it's hard to assimilate when things happen in your realm and when things happen in ours. Can you give us some guidance, some instruction as to what this means and what has happened in this case? Father said, the real cost to Satan has just begun. Before where he hoarded up debt, he now has no more credit. I said, so Father, am I to understand that the Antichrist spirit, it has been killed and is in the abyss? Father said, yes. I said, this spirit of the false prophet, is that also in the abyss? Or was, what's the status of that? Father said, no, she will increase as the times draw close. I said, Father, this trip to Nigeria, can you give us any kind of instruction on how you want us to deal with things once Bill and Nancy are gone? Remember, this was a whole trip where we were meeting another, another ministry there. Father said, yes, I've already begun to show Michael. As it draws closer, it will become more clear. I have a process for Beth, especially. Michael asked, Father, the only question I have was for the sake of absolute clarity in ensuring that I've heard from you. 
that it is your will to see Beth and Corey remain in Nigeria in that position. Am I correct about that? Father said, yes. I said, it is also your desire to have Nathan remain there for a time. Nathan McConaughey. Is that correct? Father said, correct. Michael said, with Riley, myself and a few others have felt no check with that word. Is it time for her to come home in the time that she has spoken? Father said, her heart is tender and she is innocent. She has heard me. And on July 12th, we had a ready room regarding Nigeria. Michael said, Father, I have this thought a few times. You know my difficulty in making a decision in this, Lord, because I want to be very careful not to allow any of myself into the decision. But I continue to feel as we approached, as we've approached and more things have occurred, it's triggered a feeling of, I just need to get on a plane and go right now. Father, I ask if this is from you, that is what I want to know, if it is truly from you alone and not just me. Father said, I have set a plan in motion. I have spoken to you before of an assignment that I had for you alone. That is this assignment. Father, I've known that for some time, and I guess then I just ask further, do you want me to go to Nigeria now, or do you want me to just wait as we have made the plans? Father said, yes, go ahead of them. I will determine your steps. Father said, I really appreciate that, Father. I have few questions that I'm going to ask, though I want you to know I trust you regardless. When you spoke to Corey, when you said, I am sending you on a stealth mission on this first trip, that phrasing, similar to how you have spoken, it is my, by my grace that you would cause him to wait. Talking about Nathan. It has tripped me up in understanding, and I, release, and I realize it wasn't spoken to me. But I ask if you would be able to clarify what you meant by first trip. The father said the first trip that they are in a position of authority. They have been many times, but never, never with that authority, which is what caused them to be vulnerable. Michael said, thank you for that clarification. It would lead to a lot of other questions, but frankly, they don't matter. I think the one question I do have and give, that gives the answer or suffices all the other questions regarding this me going ahead, let's say tomorrow leaving, would this put me there at least a few days before Bill and Nancy would be there to offer a distraction from dealing with the issues that are so very present on their minds? So I guess what I'm asking for direction on is how would you have me navigate? Would it be your direction to put the issue aside until Bill and Nancy have exited? Or would you have me deal with the issues in the way you would have called me to deal with them? Father said, I will order the way you go. It will be very specific strategy. Your goal is to listen very carefully and weigh everything that is said. I will show you what to do in each moment. I said, so Father, if Nate is supposed to be gone before Bill and Nancy get there, then that means that is something Michael deals with when he gets there. Is that correct? Father said, Satan cannot see my plan. His thoughts are toward a specific order on a timeline, but I am flipping it on its head. I said, did you purposely take me out of this? Father said, yes. 
I said, can I ask why? He said, I will bring you back at the least expected time. I said, Father, is it your will that Michael goes over there by himself and deals with this portion, at least at first by himself? Father said, no, have Josh go with him. Michael said, Father, I'm not sure whether you'd answer this question, but I'm going to ask, is the, key, is the team going to be returning? I'm not asking if it is your will or desire for them to return. I guess what I'm asking is for the foreknowledge of, are they going to end up returning as associated with the term of this first trip, returning in, in August in this ordeal? Shannon then said, I'm going to repeat what he said, then I'm going to share what I'm experiencing. He said, until the last moment, I will not shut the door. But I am feeling sadness, and this is her, I am feeling sadness, overwhelming sadness. I asked, Father, if it was your will to get Nate to go there, that's how you set a trap, and that's how even Sam's dream was thwarted in him, not being on American soil. If he comes back without being dealt with, it's no different than if he were dealt with there. And then we're back to the original scenario of it being a potential problem. So my question is, if it is not your desire for Nate to be there with Bill and Nancy, are Michael and Josh supposed to deal with this spirit that is on Nate before Bill and Nancy get there? The father said, continue in all things I have directed you to do. It will unfold. So then Michael and Josh go, and I'm going to read his notes from the day, from the moment they got there. And I know it's long. Uh, I know this is long. I apologize, but this is important. And what the Lord is setting in the spirit is vitally important. The following was updated notes from Michael once he and Josh arrived at the compound. On Friday, 716 Josh and Michael arrived at the com compound for an unannounced visit. Everyone on the compound was very surprised. We were met with great concern and distress from Beth and Corey upon realizing our unannounced arrival. We ate dinner together that evening, and it was extremely awkward. No one was speaking. There was a great elephant in the room. There was a planned going-away celebration for Patsy as she was leaving for Josh for a, bird, for a new job training. While we did celebrate, Beth later told us that the dinner was intentionally made awkward as a subvert indicator for Josh and I to leave so they could celebrate fully. She said the celebration was hindered because of our presence there. At the end of the night, I notified everyone, all the Americans, that we would be having discussions the next day to talk about why Josh and I had come early and unannounced. Saturday, the next day, we began discussions at 8 a.m. Nigerian time with the entire team. I explained that they wanted to, I explained that I wanted to hear them out individually, one at a time, so there was no one talking over anyone else or speaking for anyone else. We began with Corey. The discussion included that he felt there was poor communication between Nigeria team and the church in the U.S., clearing up the issues surrounding Nathan's early return. I received an apology from Beth and Corey for their snarky behavior towards me as well as hanging up on me during a call we had, and they did acknowledge that it was intentionally snarky. The discussion also included the fact that they disagree on what the Lord is showing for the direction of the ministry in Nigeria, thus their decision to step away. We then asked Beth as she... <coughs> 
if she would talk with us, and she strongly refused, citing it made her very uncomfortable. I then offered for Corey to join the meeting, and she again refused, saying it needed to be the whole team or she would not talk. Riley and Nate joined in that stance because Nathan had already come home. We decided to have that discussion after Beth agreed that anything needed to be said to her could also be said in front of everyone. The discussion was very similar at Corey's, but included frustration. They claim hypocrisy that Shannon and Josh had not told them they were not going to be staying in Nigeria long term. On Sunday, Josh and Michael joined the team for church at 3 p.m. in Nigeria time and all seemed normal. And that's where they connect with us. Around 9 p.m., Corey started having major blood pressure issues, and Beth requested we call a doctor. I called Chief of Staff immediately and had him engage in the governor's personal doctor for the best possible care. Upon a phone call with the doctor, they issued medication to stabilize the blood pressure and scheduled an appointment for Monday morning, 9 a.m., to get checked out. They also scheduled an EKG for Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. The doctor was in Abuja until Monday night. Corey and Beth requested then that their return flight to the U.S. be moved up to Friday, that next Friday, 7.23, due to medical concerns. Monday, Corey and Josh and I went to Nigeria DMV to switch the registration on the Tacoma. Corey rested most of the day due to not feeling well. Shannon, Allie, and McKinley boarded flights to Nigeria. Tuesday, everything carried on as normal. Now, through this time was... Michael was doing what the Lord had told him to do, and that's just listen. Just listen to every word and weigh everything. Tuesday, everything carried on as normal considering the circumstances. Andrew came for a visit with his family, um, and we had a discussion concerning the issues with the team and Corey and Beth's decision to leave. He expressed that their decision confused his whole family greatly. He even addressed the fact that Patsy had been acting strange in the past few months, as if she had changed a little bit. He completely understood and shared the disagreement with what Beth and Corey feel the Lord is telling them to do. Wednesday, Shannon, Allie, and McKinley arrived on the compound. Most of the day was greeting and settling in. Dinner was awkward once again, and Allie noticed Beth was upset about something, although she denied it several times. When Allie pressed into it, Beth finally opened up regarding her frustrations, same ones we had previously discussed without Shannon and Allie. Allie called the, the team together to discuss what had happened as Beth's voice frustration implicated many others. During the discussion, it was revealed that Corey and Beth were actively determining whether to remain with Ignition or to leave the ministry altogether. On Thursday, Michael, Beth, Corey, and Riley departed for Abuja to go to the airport. They arrived at the Disney Hotel there for that night. Corey called another discussion. He was very driven to have the discussion and said, we have a lot to talk about. When we started to talk, I allowed him to lead the discussion, and he simply asked for clarification on something I had said in previous discussions concerning their return flight to the U.S. After I clarified, he didn't have anything else to discuss. He just asked if there were any updates with the church that they were not aware of since he had not been there. It was clear to me that he decided to withhold the other points of his discussion for some reason. 
On Friday, Corey, Beth, and Riley departed from Abuja, heading back to the U.S. Um, some extra notes here. After having meetings with everyone else on the compound, the Nigerians, and this was, I think, after everybody left, or the, the American team left. Uh, after having meetings with everyone else on the compound, all the Nigerians, following Beth and Corey's departure, it became clear that there was a sincere lack of relationship happening. Tefa explained that the family attempted to get close to Beth and Corey, but were met with resistance for some reason. He also indicated that Corey never really talked with him at all. Even after our instruction to the team to begin having meals together, every Sunday they have ignored it, and Teva and Ajuma, his wife, have been disappointed. Abu explained that the love that they had felt on the compound since Beth and Corey's departure was not felt during their leadership period. Abu sincerely thought Beth was continually mad at him for his previous mistakes, which was theft of funds, and, and he was on, on a probation for that. Francis has been receiving the total amount of money into his account for any project on the compound from Beth and Corey rather than our previous clear instruction to avoid doing that at all costs. It is now suspected that Francis has been taking advantage of our lack of knowledge of labor and material costs to, in, to inflate quotes in order to get more money. More to follow on this. We found that the weekly Bible study had been discontinued for weeks. This was previously the only time they had to pour the word of God into the staff on the compound. When we announced that would begin again, there was a great excitement and comments that they did not understand why it had stopped. We also found out that the prayer calls had not even been announced on the compound. No one other than the American team and Patsy knew it was happening. Once we made the announcement, we had an immediate attendance of over 12 Nigerians consistently. These calls have been powerful since they have begun praying with us. Now we go into the piece that, and this is the final piece, that deals with Nate Keller where this spirit had gained authority and then from there gained authority through Corey, which then gave him authority over ignition. And, and I, I completely understand this is long. If you need to leave, you, you can leave, but this is important. It's also important to understand, to listen to this entire process and what the Lord does with redemption. This was a summary of a conversation before Nate's court case, this is when they first, the Lord finally revealed to Michael it's time to confront this, and so they did. Michael said this to Nate. He said, the court team, the court team has been hunting down the spirit or source of attacks for about six months. We have known that there is a plant in the ministry which has caused us to evaluate things. Is this witchcraft and authority from sin? This hunt has been taking place for the last months in the Lord's pace and with his direction. As all of this exposure began in Nigeria, even starting with Nathan, this confirmed what had been happening in the U.S., one example of which was the night at the Bible study in February with Brandon. When it began with Nathan, it became clear that there was enemy behind this. The major indicator with the 
indicator being the animosity and hostility and disunity that came with it. All of this came with the nauseating gravity that something very large, possibly ministry-altering, was taking place, leading us to seek the Lord. An obvious point was that every single person here in Nigeria suddenly was pushed to leave, but did not include you. Which leads us to believe that either you are the only sane person here, or that something is working through you, with or without your knowledge. What was presented from them in their decisions is the opposition to what the Lord is saying to the ministry. Nate then responded and states that the minute they left, and, and this is a summary, this isn't a word for word, of course. State said, Nate said and stated that the minute they left, meaning Beth Corian and Riley and Nathan before that, he knew it was wrong for them to leave. Michael said, we asked the father about this. We asked, is Nate the source of vulnerability? Michael then reads to him plainly from the transcript of July 3rd, where the father directly confirmed that Nate was the source and how the authority with the enemy was gained. Through loss of people he loved and one month after his personal court case, was it your response? what is your response to this? Nate said, I expected this. I am in full agreement. Knowing but not knowing, not wanting this to be true, for that reason kept it hidden. Michael said, so when given the opportunity to speak before the Lord as you had, why not speak about this? Nate said, because it honestly didn't come to my mind at the time. Whether it was my mind pushing it away or something else keeping it from coming to the forefront, I don't know. But I've suspected for a while. Michael said, what made you suspect? Nate said, too many coincidences. Brandon, what happened there? When Deborah was manifesting at the Bible studies, little things. Being able to understand the demonic tongues that the witches were speaking. Michael said, when Father said the month after your court case, and authority was gamed after you lost people, do you understand that? Nate said, not really. Michael said, do you remember being upset at all after losing some people? Nate said, my grandmother died. I'm not sure about the timing with the case. Having fights with my family when I left home. Mar Margaret being on and off, losing friends, but nothing specific comes to my mind. How I've always kept emotion at an arm's length, trying not to feel it, so I don't know exactly how I felt. Michael said, when you talk about these coincidences, such as Deborah and understanding the demonic tongues, Finding it coincidence, do you remember the Lord showing you that you might have understood it for strategy? Nate said, no, I understood it as a bad thing, having spoken demonic tongues in the past, having that knowledge. It didn't cross my mind that something was working through me. Michael said, when you spoke in demonic tongues before, how did that take place? Would it be just out there as we do in church? Or more like a sleep trance. Nate said, basically meditating, focusing on wanting something to speak through me, and giving control of my mouth. Michael said, earlier in the conversation, the Lord told us that the demonic tongues were taking place in your sleep and on the compound. Nate said, I don't doubt that. I have asked Beth and Corey if I am talking in my sleep. Michael said, the demonic tongues are declaring an authority over the compound. Nate said, to be honest right now, I can feel it inside of me trying to work. 
Michael said it's trying to take over. And then Michael released angels commanding nothing to be allowed to manifest through Nate. He said, what thoughts and questions and comments does anyone have? Shannon then spoke up and says, does it come to your mind the door that has let this in? Nate said, I honestly don't know. Shannon said, what I meant is, I see your desire to seek the Lord and I believe the Lord sees it too because Nate was very emotional through this process. I know it's black and white what I'm reading, but if you if you listen to the recordings, you know the emotion involved. I see your desire to seek the Lord and I believe the Lord sees it too. But there is something that compromised that purity, that ability to walk it out. It could have happened before you came to Nigeria. Something that stands out as an authority because it it hasn't been dealt with. Is there anything that you could think of? Nate said lies and embarrassment are what come to mind. Shannon said, what have you lied about? She released angels to defend against hijacking to keep Nate's mind clear. Nate said so many things. Lies roll off my tongue easier than the truth. Michael said, you've lied through embellishment, made up stories, added details to things, a deception wielded in conversations, even when it's not necessary. It's in connection with pride, simply because you can. I've seen it very heavy. And Nate is agreeing yes to all of this. Michael said, I've dealt with this heavy, this heavy in lineage with my father. The Lord has given me special discernment in particular with this. When people speak, I can recognize that. I appreciate your candor. Shannon said, the lying has been seen. Do you recall a month before you left in February when you lied about drug use? Nate said, yes. Shannon said, so when you you were confronted with that, you continued to lie about the reason. Can you speak honestly now about what happened? Nate said, I started using marijuana at first because of the stomach issues and continued because I enjoyed it and because it was a way to be social and let down my guard around people I wanted to be close to. I continued even after being confronted about the lie and continued to lie about using it. Shannon said, was there alcohol use? Nate said, occasionally, but I don't really enjoy alcohol. Shannon said, did you ever lose control with both? Nate said, yes. Shannon said, when? Nate said, I can't remember an exact time. It's been a while. Shannon said, this needs to be discerned by you, Michael, and Greg. But the depth of deception to his own mind, this needs to be dealt with in court. Nate said, I agree with that. Michael said, it's your choice, but I want to lay out a few things. There were two questions on my mind that I wanted confirmation on from the people in the room. I sense your heart for the Lord. The Lord sent me, not Greg. If Greg had shown up, this would have ended differently. And it's because of, and it's because of the way he's built Greg and empowered and called him. The Lord sent me instead because he's built me differently to handle things differently. Not because one is right and one is wrong, but because there are times that call for one and times that call for the other. This is the very this is a very serious matter, the most serious matter to my knowledge in the history of ignition. I want to put aside two things that I think are important. I am ferociously angry with the enemy. I am not angry with you. 
Your heart wants the Lord, and the Lord sees that, or he would not have given you this opportunity. He sees your heart and is coming for that rescue. That is what we want. But we want to kill this enemy. I think you agree with that. It is necessary that we go to court, but it is your choice completely. It's not going to be an easy task, and I'm not going to speak, and I'm not speaking about the courts. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. The difficult part is the path after that, the walking it out, because clearly it's been difficult. It is imperative that you have a village of people that you, that you allow around you. It's important to understand this because you're held accountable for this church. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'll read it again. The difficult part is the path after that, the walking it out after the court case, because clearly it's been difficult. It is imperative that you have a village of people that you allow around you. The opening up and letting people in thing. I get it. It can be a personal thing. But it's imperative that you voice and not tuck and hide when you see these coincidences. I recognize that you've been active in witchcraft before. It could be easy for you to walk out of here and start witchcraft again immediately, just like an alcoholic. It's a recognition of a constant attempt of the enemy. It's imperative that you speak when there is a struggle, more so for you than most people. I'm not concerned about the court case. The Lord can do anything. There's no thought it won't work. Nothing is too big for him. The walk after is the tough part because it requires the work with the faith and stepping in that faith. You have to confess your sins one to another. No one is exempt from that responsibility and need. Shannon then said, greater is the need for you to be transparent than even one who has fallen or who hasn't fallen. It doesn't mean that Jesus' blood is insufficient. I want to say this with great care. It's not meant to intimidate you or scare you. But if there isn't any, but if there isn't everything in your life, sorry, but if there isn't everything in your will after this court case to root out and cling by being transparent, walking in that purity, the Lord is going to take your physical life. It's heavy on my heart. I love you very much. But the level of damage that will be done to you and to others if you withhold after this, it will cost you much more. It will cost you your life. I need to say that because your case is a bit different. More is being asked of you than the first time you went to court. Michael then said, I want to remind you of the, your last court case. I'm speaking of the warning of the father as well as the warning of the enemy who spoke. These witches or enemy, they snarled or they snarked as they were removed from the courtroom. They remarked, we will have him again. We'll take back what is ours. And that is not. And that is not truth that Michael said. And that is not truth. Even if it happened, that statement is only a truth when you allow it to be. When the enemy stated that, it didn't even have to be that way. The father gave a warning at the end of yours, basically warning that it is imperative that you have this family around you. 
that you are open in speaking, I reiterate that warning from the Father. Whatever it takes, a weekly conversation, just talking, me, Greg, whomever, expect hard questions from discerning people. We have your back. You have to know that. We've had your back this whole time. We've been hunting down this thing and we even... And we didn't even know the source behind it. This particular situation is very heavy. Having these conversations are the only thing that will bring success to you. Without the wisdom, counsel of the multitude, you will fail. As did the others on this compound. This is not about punishment. The action of removal of life would actually be for your benefit. It is like that for any of us. Nate then responded, I've told God that I would rather be taken out of this world than be used by the enemy. Michael said, how long ago? Nate said, one time when he manifested in the church. Michael said, before or after your case? Nate said, I believe it was before. Michael said, see if it were not for the great plans that he has for you, I believe it would have happened already. He has awesome plans for you. This is his grace and mercy in this situation. Furthermore, the fact it it is again in, in this situation means the Lord is serious about these plans. The, the enemy also intends to use you in destructive ways. He wouldn't do that if you were not intensely important to the Lord. You have to have that lens. You cannot allow self-condemnation. I don't condemn you for a second. I think you've been deceived and confused. There's been tough things you've been through. They are not not excuses, they are reasons. The Lord wants you to continue to fight. If you will let him have full control, giving over everything, being transparent, just say these things. I make mistakes every day probably. Purity is not having no sin for the rest of our lives. Purity is keeping short accounts. Consulting with each other, the constant wisdom of the accountability needed from the Lord through his people. You can't do it alone. If you try, you will fail, just like any of us. Shannon then said, and you have seen already how the Lord has brought light to something you still couldn't see. You have 25 minutes ago before the Lord told us It was demonic tongues operating and the coincidence of knowing you understand demonic tongues. This is the Holy Spirit letting us know by his inspiration to aid you because you couldn't see it by yourself. To Michael's point, evidence of this happening is already taking place. There was discussion in the ready room right before Nate's case. Josh asked, If I can ask what kind of spiritual gift is Nate operating in? And these came as as, uh, confirmations. Father said, he is operating in tongues in his sleep. Michael said, Father, what are are these tongues declaring? What What type of things are these tongues bringing? Father said, they declare authority over the compound. Michael said, Father, I ask in confirmation, I ask, how I've handled things since being here is exactly the way that you wanted me to. Or if there's been anything that I've done in delaying too long or hesitating or anything that has not been of you, I just ask if you would tell me. Father said, you have done everything I have asked. It is time to step again. 
Michael said, Father, I haven't felt you calling me in to speak with you regarding the next steps. I've seen a few different ways that you've shown that are possible paths to go down, but I have not felt the direction from you in any particular one. Father, I ask what steps, what the next steps are. How would you have us proceed? I ask in Jesus' name. Father said, bring Nate before me. Father then said, bring him and seal the room and tell him that I am here. So Michael brings him in and says to Nate, So Nate, we are actually before the Lord right now in his ready room. He just asked that we bring you over. So that's what we did, and we just resealed the room. That's why the recording is running. We record any time we go before him for transcript. Father, I ask if you would show us what you have for us, what you have as we have Nate here. The father then said, it is time for all things to come to an account for what I am about to do in Nigeria. Nathaniel, I will give you an opportunity to speak plainly before Michael, to share what has been hidden, to work with balanced scales. This is an opportunity I give to you Because you have not seen, I give it to you. This is a vital crossroad for you. I will give you the choice to see before I send my hand. I have spoken it, and it is so. Michael said, so just as he said, we give you the opportunity. Nate then said, Father, I come before you right now. And Father, you know the things I've struggled with. I know they cannot remain hidden any longer. To begin my, my struggle resisting sexual temptations, my struggle learning balance of emotion and not letting it control me and not letting it control my words and double-sidedness. I struggle just to be in your word and talk to you daily. How hard that is for me as much as I want to. It's not the first thing on my mind. It's not the first thing I go to. Father, you know my heart. You know how much I want to. I struggle getting closer to people and talking to pe- talking and being open and being honest. I've been struggling with pride. Father, I don't want anything to stand in the way between you and me, but I don't even know where to start. The father then said that he wants Nate to talk to Michael. Michael said, there is something very deep happening on this compound, very grave happening in this compound. It has been for some time. It goes a lot deeper than a few personal struggles. Not to say that they are irrelevant irrelevant by any means, but it goes much deeper and it is much larger. And I feel this opportunity the Lord has given because he has spoken it to me. He has shown me. I believe it, all of it. And the opportunity he has given me is because you have not seen it, as he stated It's not to say that you've been blind to everything. You are clearly speaking of certain things that you are aware of, right? But this opportunity goes greater than just confessing personal struggles and sins. This is obviously something we are supposed to do. This goes further into making plain, in full transparency, anything that you have sniffed, thought, sort of possibly seen, in regards to something greater spiritually taking place on this compound. It does go hand in hand with a lot of questions we asked yesterday when we talked with you. And so reiterating what the opportunity means and what it is. I further open it up for you to discuss or state anything else that you are aware of. 
having been wondering about or seen or think you have seen anything in regards to a bigger and broader, deeper spiritual something taking place on the compound, if that makes sense. Nate says, yeah, I know the enemy has definitely tried to get me to go back into witchcraft. It's been an, it's it's been not a constant thing, but a pretty regular thing. Quote, you could start doing rituals here. This is what they would tell him. You could start doing rituals here and nobody would know. That stuff immediately, I say, get thee behind me, Satan. I don't want to go back to witchcraft, plain and simple. I know that's not a good thing and I don't want to go back to it. I have. I can't even really say heard, but for lack of a better way of saying it, heard things moving in the compound. Don't know if it's in the spirit. There's no other way to put it but hearing things moving and not really knowing what they are and having trouble discerning and almost feeling like there's a fog. Michael said, anything else? He said, not really that I could think of. Michael said, it's important to take a second, and I'm not saying this because I expect you to say anything. I have no expectation of anything. This is before the Lord. He's just asked me to have the conversation with you before him. But it's important to take a moment and not feel rushed into explaining anything. When the Lord gives you an opportunity like this, I look at it very similarly. I won't say identical, although I'm not saying it's not, to Ananias and Sapphira moment, where Ananias was given an opportunity after he sold his house, took his money, and he hid his portion of his money in his mind, with his mind and in his heart. And then he came to the camp and gave the portion and says that, that it's all. And the Holy Spirit gave Peter, quote, that that's not the truth. There's a deception. There is lying. He gives Ananias the opportunity to come forth with the truth. It's up to the people's conjecture whether Peter knew the truth or not, or whether he was fully possessed by the Holy Spirit asking the question and didn't know why he was asking. That's up to interpretation. Nonetheless, there was an opportunity given, and he chose not to take the opportunity with full transparency. In the Bible, we know what took place. I'm not stating this is an exact situation with this. I'm giving the semantics of the type of opportunity. It's an opportunity to speak everything that you know or not, and then the Lord deals with it however he is going to deal with it. It's the choice we all deal with. It's not a single out at any point. So it's important to take a moment and just think through the past few months that you've been here and think for a moment on anything else that may have occurred that you may have seen things that you may know just to make clear and if the answer still stands the way then I accept that I am wanting to reiterate because of the gravity of the opportunity like this that it's important to take the time and really think through that being thrown into a question like that can fluster people and I'm aware of that Nate said, the only other thing that I can really think of is saying when I is saying when I'm not sure of something is from the Lord or not, saying God gave me this, or whatever along those lines, that the only thing I can really think of. Michael said, What has the Lord shown you? And when I said that the Lord has shown you, you've just explained that if you weren't sure you've gone ahead in faith and stepping in that, that you stepped in stating that the Lord showed you or told you over this period of time, or what has he shown you and told you over this period of time? 
Nate said specifically the biggest thing would be that Beth and Corey and Nathan leaving stuff, believing that God that that was from God. That's the biggest thing. Other than that, there's nothing I can think of specifically. I usually try not to say God gave me this or God gave me that because of the weight that it carries. I know something God's been working with, working on me with. Josh and I had a conversation on text about it. I thought that God was trying to work with me on stepping up when I do hear him on speaking up and not waiting for someone else to say the same thing and then, oh, I could confirm that. Michael said, I think the practice of that practicality is good. I do. The only thing I feel on my heart to specifically ask in regard to the opportunity is two things. One, in regards to the vision that there would be leadership over Nigeria and eventually the continent of Africa. Is that something you've believed is from the Lord or something at least you've been defaulted in stepping and saying, I believe that's from the Lord? Nate said, I don't really believe I felt it was from the Lord specifically. Just kind of, okay, if it's from the Lord, great. I'm willing to step into that. But it's been something I've been seeking the Lord on. I don't really remember specifically over the continent or anything like that. The only thing I've really had was over the compound. Michael said, okay, then the only other one is the question that Josh asked yesterday in regarding to spiritual gifts being operated in, even the Lord in your understanding. I will ask both, are there any gifts of the Lord that you are operating in that you are aware of? And then I think you addressed it, but I will ask again, are there any gifts that are not from the Lord that you are operating in? No, he said, not that I am aware of for either. Michael said, okay. And your dreams are just randomized dreams that really do not mean anything. Nate said, yeah, most of the time I don't remember them. I just know that I've been dreaming more here than ever. Michael said, okay, Father, that's all I have felt led to clarify and specify in these questions. So if Nate does not have anything further to add in answering your line of questions and the opportunity you've given, I will turn it back over to you, Father. Then Shannon said, I see the doors. The doors closed as soon as he finished the statement. I'm not going to go through all of this, but this was Nate's court case. Michael asked to enter the court of accusations on, on behalf of Nate. Shannon sees the doors opening and they walk into the courtroom. Father said, why have you come to the court of accusation? Nate answers, I have come seeking freedom from things I have allowed to have influence in my life that I do not want, for I only want your will for my life, Father. The Father then says, what sacrifice can be offered for you? Jesus spoke up, and he said, I will speak for him, Father, for he is yours because he is mine, and you have given him to me. Father then said, proceed. Michael called the accusers at that time. There were many that showed up, And I'm not going to go through each one. I will, I will go through this piece. There were, there were two witches that showed up and then stayed. Michael presents to the court that they have remained after their authority, yet have no authority to be there. He further presents that they have requested to steal off Nate which is an act of witchcraft in the court. He asks in the court for the father's will, but requests that 
The answer to Nate's choice will be in the consequence of death for their act of witchcraft in this place. Father said to these witches, you have soiled this holy place by making suggestions in my presence when my own child has come to seek freedom. Mercy I have shown you, but today I will silence your voice. I have no tolerance for the wicked who are bent on destroying themselves. I have no tolerance for evil men who betray my love. If only you would choose right, I would spare you. But continually you choose wrong. I will humble you from taking, I, I will humble you from taking you from the family you have chosen. And then, then the witches were dispatched. They went through all of the accusers and each one was taken care of by Nate asking forgiveness and them being cast. And I want to read the Father's conclusion. Father says, I will conclude these proceedings and you may declare it after the case. Nate, I have wanted you. I have longed for you to return to my love. Today my son has freed you again. Obey me and follow my ways, and I will keep you from falling. Here now are brothers and sisters who have loved you. Why have you turned from them? I will set you firmly on the path if you choose it. If you choose it, I will not destroy you, but I will prosper you. I will give you good life here and in the time to come. You are not the enemies, you are mine. You are not Satan's, you are mine. I am not ashamed of you. There is no darkness too great for me to shine my light upon. I choose you. And I choose you again. When I look at you, I see my son. And today, my son is free. I render you not guilty. Just in summary, after this, a couple things happened. They were in the ready room. Michael did ask a couple of questions. Michael did ask, okay, Father, I know you have shown a call for him to be in Nigeria, talking about Nate. I stepped back from that for a moment to hear your voice again on your desire for Nate being a part of the Nigerian mission or not, simply because I know a big portion of what was for the sake of this being exposed previously. What is your will even for Nate returning to Nigeria? Would you reveal it at this time, I ask in Jesus' name? Father said, my will is to reestablish him in purity, but it remains to be seen. What he will choose as he moves forward Though I know it in full, everything that will happen. Michael said, okay, so Father, I choose to just walk in the moment with that. I will do as you instructed. Greg and I will discuss this, this, and I will show this through the process of all of that. You will make it known through the process. And Lord, I bring before you what Nate stated regarding speaking with Beth and Corey and exposing this for what has happened through him to them. First of all, I ask if that is your will. Father said, yes, I have prepared a witness. I have prepared for them a witness of the truth. 
Michael said that leads me to my next section, which is more for Greg's sake. I ask first to regard, in regards to Beth and Corey and dealing with that on the state side of, on the U.S. side of things, I ask if you have any message that Greg would help him in this process because I know he has been pressed into you and heavily desired your word. Father said he and I will discuss it after our discussion tonight. In fact, I will tell him immediately what to do. On July 27th, Jeff and I met with Corey. Corey then resigned. Corey refused to meet with the court team. And that is where we stand right now. For a moment, I'm going to have Nate come up here just to say in his own words, I mean, you just heard his words, but to give him the opportunity of agreement with that, Shannon and Josh will be standing with him, and then I'll come in close. Okay, so most of you will know this is hard for me because I don't like getting up in front of people and talking anyway. So for me to be up here, just know that this is truth. And I've wanted this for so long and desired for this to come out. But yet at the same time, not being able to and desiring to grow closer to people, but not knowing how to. So I'd love to get to know all of you better and talk with all of you more. So please feel free to reach out to me and to talk with me, especially if you don't hear from me for a while and we've been talking because it is so easy for me to go into myself. And I know all of you love me so much. And you guys are awesome. And we have the best father possible. Just the amount of love he has for us. And I'm daily going to be trying to walk in that and walk in his truth and speak nothing but truth and feel free to call me out. I encourage you to call me out. That's about it. Just, I love you guys and thank you for sitting through all this because I know it's been long. Hold on one second. So just just for the record, and I'm going to pray, but for the record... Is everything that was stated, to the best of your recollection, to the best of your knowledge, accurate? Yes, everything, to the best of my knowledge, is accurate. Everything that I said was what I said. Father, as we close here, we close with a huge responsibility. Because your love demands it. Your love demands that we are not an island to ourselves, but that we're a family. And Father, as ignition, I state 
before your kingdom, that as you do, we also love Nate. We love Corey and Beth and Riley and Nathan. We desire your perfect will, that your will not be compromised by emotion, but be permeated with truth. Father, I pray over Nate that your will is accomplished in him. As you have given us this charge to step around him and to love him and to be in relationship with him, Father, we accept this. Not just for Nate, but Father, for everybody here. Give us that same sense of accountability for each one. Thank you for the time that people have invested in this. I know this was long. But Lord, you told me last night that every single word that you laid out for me needed to be stated. So I thank you for those who have been able to endure. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.